Hallelujah. Like his word is on the way. He's going to deposit a word in your spirit. I think Pastor Heath is under the weather today. And um, so just uh, just pray there. Uh, pastors, uh, they get, they can get under the weather. <laughs> they can get tired. They can get weary. How many knows that? Okay. So this morning, wow, how the Lord has been stirring our heart uh, lately. Um, and, and, and by the way, I think um, somebody won the Super Bowl yesterday of um, Norton um, Pee Wee football. Is that right, Miss Amanda? Was it, was it Graham's group? And I forgot to mention that. And there was about three of them or four present here today, weren't they? that won the big Super Bowl. Yeah. And Mikey, I'm sorry, man. And listen, you know what? You know what I thought? Listen. You know what I thought? Well, it's going to affect Mikey's mood. But no, I saw him right up here worshiping this morning. Okay? Because... Listen, he, he is a diehard Bama fan. Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness sakes. That's why you can't put all your, that's why you can't put all your marbles in one jar, isn't it? Because sometimes it, things like that disappoint us, don't you? Don't they? Boy, Ben... Being a cat fan over the years, uh, you, you <laughs> right, Johnny? Uh, <laughs> but, you know, regardless, we, uh, I'll tell you one thing, and I bet you, I bet I'll get an amen on this. Um, <laughs> Listen, you, you can root for Jesus. The rest of your life, you'll never be disappointed because, listen, right? That's what I was talking about, getting an amen. All right, let's open the word of God this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This, you know, I've learned uh, in... Uh, going on 50 years of, of ministry that my knees still knock. You know what I mean by that? Come on, some of you all like that. You know, your knees knock when you're, when you're young. And you, I, did a, I was in a play when I was about uh, Ben's age. Um, it was a, um, what do you call, reading festival they used to have over in Eastern Kentucky years ago. And, and you went to this uh, big auditorium and they had people from every school and you represent your school and I was supposed to do this thing um, it's something about a worm I don't know but I got up and was supposed to memorize it Josh I forgot everything my school was counting on me my teacher was counting on me and I forgot it all you know I ad-libbed I got so scared I run off the stage and the whole audience thought that was part of what I was doing. 
and I almost got a standing ovation because I messed up. How many knows that God cheers you on even though you mess up? I don't believe you just heard me. I said, on your worst day, God's still in your corner. Come on, give him praise for that. Sister Pam, on your worst day, God's still in your corner. On your best day, God didn't change. Uh, It's just awesome about the faithfulness of God. How faithful God is. One of the attributes of God is his powerful faithfulness. God is faithful. He is with us. So many scriptures. The the word of God is, is so many powerful scriptures throughout the word. Declare God's faithfulness. Amen? Right? So the, the awesome thing about God is, is he encourages our faithfulness. Our faithfulness. But God is faithful. He's faithful to the end of the ages. He is, he is faithful beyond. He is faithful beyond words. Faithful beyond words. So everybody shout, he's faithful. Amen. He is faithful. God is God is good. God is good. God is good. Everybody say he's good. Amen. And all the time. Amen. Amen. Give him a praise for that. Wow. I'd like to talk, share with you something this morning. And not, I'd like to look in the psalm 42 and 8 and and this psalm that's written by penned by David inspired to David was written at one of the most difficult times in his life and he was running he was on the run he was scared he was on the run he was dislocated from what he thought was normality he, he was in a place of dysfunction because people were against him. And, and so out of that, he was specifically in a place that he held up in often when he was on the run. And this was a place called the Cave of Adullam. Anybody ever heard a place in the Bible called Adullam? It was a hideout. It was a hideout. It, and, you know, we, of course, caves are, you know, uh, PJ gave a, that was thinking about that this morning, PJ. You gave a devotional one time, long time ago, to men's group about living in the cave, you know. But, you know, we, we thank you, Miss Lakin. Uh, a cave, of course, is noted for its what? Oh, I heard. I, I hear some people say, "What?" Now you guys got it. What is it? Noted for its what? Darkness. You know, I, I was, 
was raised being afraid of the dark. Because in the dark, you don't see as well. In the dark, you're, you're detached from reality. When, when you're going through dark times, you can be detached from reality. Well, think about the reality. The reality of what? Number one, the reality of God's love. You, you, can, you can be detached or uh, disjointed from the knowledge that God loves you. God's love for you doesn't change. Whether you're in the dark or whether you're in the light, God is constant. He's faithful. Even when you don't deserve it, get over that. Because there's nobody in this room deserves the faithfulness of God. But God chooses to love us over our unfaithfulness and our crazy character. God loves us. He just loves us. I know it's hard to put your mind around that. So in the dark, it's hard to see the reality of things. It's hard to see. It's hard to see in the dark. When I was a kid, I imagined everything being in the dark. Come on, Lily. I don't know. You may have never been afraid of the dark. But Isaiah, you ever been afraid of the dark, dude? Have you? Okay. Well, it's okay to say yes because I'm probably one of the oldest here and I'm going to admit there have been times that I've been afraid of the dark. All right, I'm, I'm going to give you something else. I'm going to watch some of you turn around. I'm, hey, you help me watch who's turning around on this one, okay? I've been afraid as a dog in the dark. Does somebody look around and say, So, because things aren't what they seem to be. Things, so in the dark... Something begins to happen in our mind because our mind takes us places that our spirit's not there, but our mind takes us there because of something called disillusionment or our imagination. And, and Paul says there are times in our life that we got to cast down imaginations and we got to take captivity every thought that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And we got to bring those thoughts into captivity because what your mind says is not what God says necessarily or what your spirit says necessarily. So you got to hold on to more of what's really real in your life during the dark times of your life and hold on to the fact there's a God who loves you and cares for you. Regardless of where you are in your life. So it doesn't seem so. I'm getting to the text, but when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I lay in my bed. Oh, in the dark, you can have all kinds of things go on. Like, you know, I was raised up in the head of a holler. Some of you probably don't even know what that is. It's not an avenue, it's not a street. It's a holler. Okay? It's not a boulevard, it's a holler. In the head of a holler where the trees canopied both the road and there was nothing there but the creek and the hillsides and the road. And listen, all you could hear at night was the sound of critters and sympathy 
and you know sympathy uh, and in sympathy I'll get it right here in a minute and they were all in unison together and you could hear sounds that normally you don't hear in the daytime because things come out in the night that don't normally come out in the daytime how many knows that things seem to change in the night than in the daytime You'll hear sounds that you don't normally pay attention to. Yeah, like coyotes and whippoorwills. Some of you probably not even heard of that before. Okay, and all kinds of critters, crickets. And, and, and it seems like when you're a kid at, at five and six years of age, you're in a dark place and you're laying on the room, and in the room and by yourself and the doors closed and the lights are off. And then you hear all these sounds and you're trying to figure out in your mind what's going on. Then you begin to think, what's under my bed? Then you start to see what little shapes that you can in the room and, and begin to imagine that there's something there that's not there, like a monster. How many's ever heard of a monster before? Let me tell you something. This would be child abuse today. But my grandparents used to try to scare me into submission by telling me stories about bloody bones. <laughs> if you're not good, bloody bones is going to get you. Listen, for any child here, I, that's not real, okay? For any parent here, that's not real. So when you're laying there, you're imagining what bloody bones, who he is. What I'm trying to say is the dark. It's the night time. And we all have night seasons in our life. We all go through times of darkness and night. We all go through times of testing and struggle. We all go through ups and downs. We all go through ins and outs. But there's one thing constant in all that I go through in my life. It's the love of God who cares for me when everybody else. Because in the, not, in the night, as a child, you're laying there and saying, has mom and dad gone? Because you start to holler out and they don't really answer you. Sometimes it's because you've pestered them enough and they're ignoring you. But to a child... That's pretty, it's a pretty heavy thing to deal with. So you imagine things and you think of things that are not real, but as though they're real, that has everybody abandoned me? What will happen? So I want you to know that God will answer that. God will never leave you, nor will he ever forsake you. that he's with you and somebody needs this word today I don't know who needs this word today but somebody needs this word because you're going through a night time in your life you're going through a night season in your life but I want to remind you about the faithfulness of God I want to remind you about the goodness of God I want to remind you that your day is coming amen weeping may endure for a night but joy 
cometh in the morning. And when you're a kid, you're laying there at three o'clock in the morning and although you don't have a clock in your room, but you're, you're thinking, well, this, is, this night seems like it's lasted all night. You know, forever. When is it going to ever come to an end? How many's ever been like that through a night season in your life? This is going to last forever. When in the world is it going to ever come to an end? I'm going to tell you something. The faithfulness of God is there embracing you. And your day is coming. It's in the mail. Your answer is coming. It's in the mail. So... I'm going to tell you what the psalmist David said. Wow. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost right now. Psalm 42. This was written from a place called the Cave of Adullam. One of David's darkest times in his life. Yet God did something to sustain him. did something to sustain him God give him something to keep him going in your night <laughs> he will compose your greatest praise and worship in the night he'll give you a song I said in the night he'll give you a song Has he ever given you a song in the night? Has he ever given you a song when everything that was precious to you was extracted and taken from your life? Has he ever reached down and given you a song laying there on the recliner, given up and said, I can't go on? Has he ever given you a song? Are you all understanding? We're talking about real life and real things. So, here it is, 42 and 8. Ooh. Hallelujah. Maybe I give the maybe I give the wrong scripture. He have put a song the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. In the daytime, he'll command his loving kindness. And in the night, his song shall be with me a prayer to the God of my life. In the night, he had put a song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. See, nobody can sing your song in the night. God gives you a song, Tony, in the night. I can't sing your night song. I can't sing your night song. Listen, even though I was there, and even though we were there in part, we weren't there altogether because we didn't understand the totality of your suffering in the nighttime. So laying there, tossing and turning, everything going through your mind, what would be or what could be or what 
won't be or whatever tossing those things in your mind you were there in the tears you were there in the brokenness you were there during the trials you were there during the testing and you see God gave you a song upon your bed God gave you a song in your nighttime. God gave you a song that nobody else can sing let's all stand just stand 42, we're almost finished. You just say, Pastor R, you've never been good at that. You start reading the text, and then you start preaching, and we can't stand all morning, okay? So one more time, I want you to read this word with me. Have you got it up there? Okay. Read this with me. But each day, the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me. Paul's second. There's a comma there. Remember. The faithfulness of God. How, what does it say? Some days? A few days? Or each day? Everybody say each day. Did you get that, Regan? Each day. Each day. Listen to this. And through each night. Say it with me. And through each night. I sing his song. Praying to God who gives me life. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Come on, that's his word. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Think about that, Helen. God has given us each a song to sing in our night. A praise. Praise unto God. A different song. A different song. It's different than a daytime song. It's different than a song here when we're all together. We're exuberant. We're excited. It's a different song than that. It's a different song when everybody, life is together. The bills are being paid. And the children are all behaving. And everybody's making good grades in school. You know, it, it's a different kind of song than that song. This is a song about the faithfulness of God during your dark season in your life. Fanny Crosby said this, I know I shall see the beauty of the king in whose law I delight, who lovingly guardeth my footsteps and gives me songs in the night. Wow. Songs in the night. Everybody say a song in the night. The time when these songs are mostly needed and desired is in the night season. A period of physical darkness. Emotional, mental darkness. We're going to begin in a series of consecutive words here inspired by the Holy Spirit dealing with mental and emotional issues and if you've ever struggled in that then you need to be a part you need to come to refuel because we'll be dealing with things that the enemy uses to drive you down and drive you back like anxiety fear depression all of those kinds of emotional things that can define our nighttime the night, it's the night season of the soul. The night season 
of adversity, the night season of sorrow, the night season of sickness, the night season of death. It's just these times, these times that we rejoice in God, our maker, who gives us songs to sing in our night. Doesn't matter how dark it might get. God's love and his faithfulness brings light into my darkness. Shines down into my hopelessness. Gives me courage to keep on going. I like this scripture. There's some other people here like this scripture too. Habakkuk 3. This tells about the faithfulness of God, but it tells the fact that in these times, we don't quit trusting God. That's the time where trust is really built. I know it's easy. That's the first cliche, Christian spiritual cliche. When people are going through things, I've heard people down through my life just say, just trust the child, just trust the Lord, child. Saying that and doing that are two different things. Even believing it is saying two different things. Because if you're, if you're not convinced about the, the faithfulness of God and the love of God toward you, it's going to be harder in your night season to identify with a faithful God who is there continuously. Because much of our life has been about abandonment and desertion. People leaving us, people walking out, people dropping us or whatever. I've had so many things like that in my life. I could write volumes of book. Just that the people who said they would be there and are no longer there. And maybe it's true in people's cases, their feelings or affections toward me. Maybe they feel that I have also. But God will never walk out or abandon. This is in Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18. When you're there, say amen. And it said, this is a night season here. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though fruitfulness is not there, I see no fruitfulness. I see no, there's nothing going on in my life. There are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the field lie empty and barren. Even though the flocks die in the fields. Man, can it get any worse than that? Can it get any worse than that? Job says in, in 35 and 10, he talks about, he talks about God giving him a song in his night. You got to understand, how many who knows or ever heard of a man named Job before? Job is noted for his what? Suffering. Come on, shout it like you know it. Suffering. Life isn't easy. Somebody shout that out. Life is, isn't easy. But God is good. How many believe that God is good? Even when life is batting a zero. Even when things You've given up on things or things have given up on you. This is what he's saying in Habakkuk here. Yes, these things are happening. These things are happening. 
everything's empty and barren, even though the flocks die in the fields and, and the cattle barns are empty. Yet I will, oh, everybody say, yet. Yet. I want you to say this with me. Yet. I will rejoice in the Lord. Oh, man. Let's go back to the beginning here. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. How many believe that? In other words, I'm going to sing my song in the night. I'm going to keep singing my song. God wants me to remind you here that some of you haven't sung your song. Some of you have hung your hearts in a willow. Some of you have, by the, the rivers of Babylon, you wept and you thought of things that were good in your life, but good is seemingly no present right now in your life just because of your circumstances. You forgot the goodness of God. Circumstances may not be great, but God is still good. And if you'll rely upon God's goodness through the night season, I promise you on the authority of God's word, his song will get you through the night of your life. Amen. And some of you know what I'm talking about. In the still of the night, man, loneliness and sorrow can just envelop us. You know, we're, we're living in the most crowded planet, the most crowded time in the history of humanity. Yet, we live in the loneliest time in the history of humanity. Do you understand what I'm saying? You wouldn't believe the people I counsel on a regular basis on loneliness. First of all, people doesn't necessarily define your loneliness or answer your loneliness. If there's a void in your heart, it's because that place has always been meant for the God who breathes life into you. And when we replace His presence with other things to try to fill a void or a need in our life. He'll never answer it. In the night season, we need the presence of the Lord. In the presence of the Lord, the psalmist said in 1611, in his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. In the presence of God is where it is. And I'm here to remind you this morning, God's not gone anywhere. Maybe you have in your mind, but God has it in his faithfulness. He's still there, even though you mess up, even though you seem like you failed, even though you may feel like that. Wow. God is still there. He's a constant help. And the, the psalmist said also he's a present help in the time of trouble. Trouble would define my not night time, my, my dark time, my time of testing, my time of difficulty. But God gives people, his people, songs in the night when they seek him in sorrow 
as we're reading here in Psalm 42, how, how powerful that is. And though David was in sorrow and he questioned, well, you know, is there a need for me to give up? And though he was in sorrow and though he was being tested and though he was being tried and though he didn't sense the presence of God always, God reminded him of his faithfulness and he cried out with this thirst for God, this unquenchable thirst for God. Our thirst, our need for God, our need for God. I don't know about you, but I'm a needy person. I need God in my life. Maybe you feel like you can make it without him, but I can't make it without him. I couldn't have got up this morning without him. You see, I couldn't have put that boot on without him today. I couldn't be doing what I'm doing right now without the presence of God. You see, we need him. Everybody shout, I need him. Not just need him when you need a bill paid. Not just need him when somebody's sick. Not just need him when things are all going wrong. God knew that with David. God knew David wasn't perfect. But he also knew that David's faithfulness and his trust. Because all through the years that was proven in David's own trials his own struggles in life, even early on in life. Because David, David didn't always have it together. David didn't always have it together. Anybody in here got it all together? <laughs> How many is still, God still working on you? Remember that song we used to sing in, VBS and God's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. God's still working on you this morning to make you who he needs you to be. Amen. And so the night seasons of your life is still, the night seasons of your life are still defines God's faithfulness over your life. His 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 constant, his care for you, his love for you. Even if you feel like you're in a, a place of darkness and great testing. God loves you and he cares for you deeply. And he'll give a song to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. He'll give a song to you in your night season. In your night season. The Lord gave me a song the other morning. And, and, and my spirit was so drained. It seemed like crust. And, and I, I made my recluse to an old worn out chair that my mom had made for me upstairs. And it's become my, my altar, so to speak, sometimes. And so I reclined there. And there are times I, uh, during that prayer and that cry out to God, it's just like, well, I'm just tired of words that are empty. And I just begin to cry out to God. And you know what? The Lord gave me a song. I, I can't even remember that song. I, but I, I, I don't even remember the melody. But I was just singing in, in the spirit. I was just crying out to God in the spirit. I was just praising God in, in the spirit. Even though I, I didn't understand it or didn't see it. Or didn't sense what was 
totally going on. I know that my cry, my cry was going out to God and, and my faith was touching God and my spirit was touching God. I, I know that I got up from that prayer with a greater sense of knowing God's nearness. God's nearness, God's nearness, God's nearness. How many knows it's important to know that God is near? And you cried out and I sung words. I, I believe that those are the songs that God gives you in your spirit in the night. Songs that you haven't learned necessarily. It could be a song that has bore on your mind or bear on your mind for a long time and you keep singing it. It could be something like that. But maybe, maybe it's a song that only the Holy Spirit understands and knows. Maybe it's a song how the depths of your heart and soul that you're crying out out of your out of your hurt, out of your questioning. Lord, I I just don't know. And it's those times you don't have words to say. How many's ever prayed and you didn't have words? And the Bible said that's why the power of the Holy Spirit comes in in our prayer life. Because with moanings and groanings we cry out unto the Lord. Because see, he understands the depth of our hurt. He understands the depths of our loneliness, the depths of our trial. He understands. And that's why at times we've been talking about the deep on Wednesday nights that, that God's spirit, his deep, cries under our deep. And we cry out to God in times like this because we don't know what else to say. Wow, we don't know what else to say. We don't know what else to say. How many's ever been like that in your life? You didn't know what else to say or do but cry out. We're winding this together. I want you to turn with me to Psalms 77. A, a very powerful hidden psalm Psalm 77, and, and lots of times we, we don't connect these things in the Word of God, but this is, a, this is a powerful thing right here. In verse 6, God gave me a song in the night. He's given you a song in your night today. In verse 6, I call to remembrance my song in the night. I remember the song that he gave me in the night. Are you listening right now? I pray that, I pray you embrace this, that you lay social media aside or whatever might be trying to distract you and get a hold of this today. Whatever, and get a hold of this, embrace this this morning. But let me tell you something. The light of Jesus is going to get brighter. The light of Jesus in the church is going to get brighter. But the world you're living in is going to get darker. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So how important it is in the night that we know that his song will carry us through. The most difficult time of our life, his song is in me. You can't take my song, I'm sorry. You can take my life. Listen, you can talk about me. You can squish me down to the ground. You can do anything you want to. But you can't take my song. You can't take my prayer. 
Do you get that? So it's one of the most powerful, wealthy deposits God can put in your spirit. It's the song. Listen to this. I call to remembrance my song in the night. And I meditate with my heart and my spirit makes diligent search. The other morning, my soul was making diligent search. And I found myself just in a world in the spirit, praying and singing in the spirit. Just broken. I remember those times in years past when Kathy was going through some of her greatest periods of darkness, battling the dark, darkest areas of depression, hospitals, in and out of hospitals, treatment centers. I remember those dark times. I remember those dark times. And I remember times that it was the presence of God that came down. The presence of God came down when I couldn't look up. How many knows that life will get you down? Are you with me today? Are you with me? Are you with me? Life will get you down. But I'm serving a God that can get you up this morning. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This God can get you up. He can get you up. He can get you up. And he's going to get people up. He gets people up every day. He lifts our hearts and our spirits. And my, makes, and my spirit makes diligent search. In verse 7, will the Lord cast off forever? Will he be favorable no more? Has his mercy ceased forever? Has his promise failed forevermore? Has God forgotten to be gracious? In the night you can forget. You can forget the faithfulness of God. We can forget how faithful he is. Has he forgotten to be gracious? Has his anger shut up his tender mercies? And I said, this is my anguish. And in the weeks to come, in the days to come, we're going to be talking about, be transparent about some of the greatest people in the faith, in the Word of God. Yet they struggled intensely with dark times. So for the people here who supposedly all full of faith and you don't have any down days and you've got it all together, you would be, you would be totally exempt from this word right here. Because some of the greatest men and women of God I know have been down in their life. Can I tell you one? His name is Yeshua. He, he was in a place called the press. He was in a place of testing called the, the, the Mount of Olives. And out there in that garden of Gethsemane, he bent himself over under the stress and, and, and the anxiety and the pressure of what was before him. Pressure can take you down. Stress can take you down. Expectations can take you down. Everything can pull at you where you're getting down. And we all need an up. 
even Jesus in his humanity fell beneath his cross. Are you with me right here? I, I, I know we're, we're ready to check out here. Surely you haven't checked out on me. Listen to what I'm saying. In his cave of Adullam, in his dark time, yet he cried out to the Lord. And he prayed this prayer. He said, Father, if it's possible, let this pass from me. I don't want to go this route if, 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 if all possible. I, I don't want to... I don't want to go through this if I don't have to. I don't want that cross. Do you think he did not see the cross? He saw the cross. Do you not think he saw the 39 lashes? Yes, he saw the 39 lashes. Do you not think he saw the loneliness and the rejection? Do you not see? think he saw the betrayal and the things that were coming yet in his night season? The father implanted a song that kept him going through his nighttime. He wasn't in a cave called Adullam, but he ended up in a tomb, a cave where they rolled the stone over. In one of his darkest times, yet his glory shined forth. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you something this morning. On the other side of this, and in this is God's faithfulness. But God will get you through. Turn to somebody and say, God's getting me through. He's getting me up. I'm coming out of the cave. Turn to somebody and say, I'm coming out of my cave. <laughs> Listen, you may go through a cave, but you don't have to be a cave dweller. You don't have to live there. You don't have to stay there. God didn't make you to stay in the place of darkness. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, wow. In Psalm 149 and 5, the psalmist, turn there for me just a minute. And, and before you turn, just mark that place right here and we're closing, okay? In verse 11 of that same chapter of Psalm 77, listen to this. He says, I'll remember the works of the Lord. I'll remember your works of old, your wonders of old. God wants you to remember something this morning. All the things that you've come through, all the things that you've been through, and you're right here where you are right now. You know why you're right here where you are right now? Because of his faithfulness and his goodness. Look back down the mountain. You look back down the mountain. See how far you've come up the mountain. And see how the faithfulness of God and the constant love of God has been there to get you through and continually getting you up. Amen? How could we ever doubt God? But we do. So this morning, hallelujah, Psalm 149, are you there with me? Amen. Say amen if you are. Amen. You know what? I don't know. I could just about come back there and sit down beside some of you all this morning and say to you personally, 
that God sent this word for you. But I won't do it. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit's doing that. Yeah, the Holy Spirit, he's right now sitting beside you, nudging you. And you're trying to get your mind off of what he's trying to do. He's trying to get your mind on what you need to do. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Psalm 149 in verse 5. 149 in verse 5. Listen to what is said here in the psalmist. Let the saints be joyful in glory. And let them sing aloud on their beds. Not just sing, let them sing loud on their beds. You know, your praise, your worship, your song in the night will get you further than you could ever possible imagine in your life. Somebody says, I need this and I need that. No, you need to keep on praising God. You need to keep on praising God. If you're not going to praise him in the daytime of your life, you're not going to praise him in the night season of your life. Because praise has got to get deep down in your heart and in your spirit. And then in the nights of testing, then you're able to sing a song. Sing a song. You know, one day when we stand before the Lord and we go and God opens the the blessings of heaven to us and the eternal heaven to us and we he says enter into the joys of the Lord and we're with the Lord forever and ever you know what he has given you a song to sing and praises to him during those times that not even angels can sing do you realize that a song that an angel can't sing a song that an angel can't sing. Everybody say, he has given me a song in the night. Do you believe that? Do you believe that with all your heart? Amen. Give him one more praise. Come on. Come on. Find this together right here. Back during the, the Civil War, before Civil War, there was a horrible issue, sin issue in our nation called slavery. So before the Civil War, slaves labored in the fields and endured beatings and separation from families, poor living conditions, and all of these horrible indignities associated with the oppression but yet in all of those things some of the greatest spiritual songs have come from the lips of those people because they started here in their heart they sung songs it was their songs that got them through it was their songs that's got them through it's your song that's going to get you through it's your praise going to get you through. It's your worship going to get you through. Kathy and I was talking, coming here, and, and, and I was 
just people was telling me left and right they couldn't be here this and that and and I'll be transparent with you. I've been a little bit of a, naggy na- a negative nanny, okay? Probably some of you have never done that before, all right? And, and, and I was just a little bit down about things. And, and we thought, we talked about this. Why is it that you suppose the enemy tries to attack the reference points of your worship and praise more times than any other time? Why does he fight you tooth and nail? about this encounter you see some of us are sitting here this morning and we have songs that God's given us in the night but God has given us as a body a song to sing in our night a praise and worship that you can't sing by yourself that we need to be present we need to be together to sing this like Paul and Silas was in the Philippian jail and prison And most of his texts, most of his writings were from prisons. And I had a a legal person tell me the other day, remind me that. uh, Okay, I won't go in there. I won't go there. But what I'm saying is, the Bible says they were fastened securely in stocks and bonds and put in the inner prison, the darkest part of the prison, the smelliest part of the prison. And and theologians believe and teach that the sewer system in these prisons often run through the underground prisons, the the place of holdings. So they were probably standing in stuff that you would be disgusted from. Do you hear what I'm saying? They were standing in stuff. Some of you here today feel like that part of your life has been standing in stuff. Some of, some of you missed that. Some of you missed that. Standing in stuff that's disgusting. And then they have been beaten and they had left there secure. But the Bible says at the hour of midnight, at the hour of midnight, I'm, I'm saying they would have been beaten. They had been beaten. They were standing and you know what? The smell and the stench, rats running freely and everywhere, every kind of, it was a dark place, a dark place, a dark place. Yet in that dark place, at the hour of midnight, they, everybody say they. They meaning more than one person. They meaning more than one person. So, at the hour of midnight they didn't sit down and start complaining well I think we ought to I think we ought to next time the guard comes in here we ought to just go to the guard and say we're not being treated fair and we're going to protest we're going to send us the governor send us this send us that I, I, I think something needs to be done about this place at the hour of midnight. And I don't mean to highlight this, but Shane Bond is going through one of the darkest times in his life. Has he admitted that things have happened that would have incurred that? Yes. But yet, in the darkest time in his midnight, when he should be 
distraught and he should be down and he should be depressed and he should be locked up in his cell not wanting to come out not wanting to eat not wanting to participate in things but at the hour of midnight he's leading people to Jesus Amen. are you hear what I'm saying he's bringing people out of their darkness to Jesus what are you doing in your nighttime? Are we wallowing on our beds of pity, disgust, and frustration and anger? Or are you singing a song in your midnight? In the hour of midnight, they begin to sing. I know I've preached this many times over the years, and I'm closing right here. I'm just saying, God gives us a song to sing in our night. Unlike any other song, everything's not going the way you want it to go. Everything doesn't seem to be working out the way that it should be working out. But I believe the faithfulness of God. I believe in the constant love of God. And I believe He takes care of those who love and take care of him. But even that, his faithfulness is beyond our unfaithfulness. His love, his love. So we got to trust God in, in his care during, during these times. And at the hour of midnight, the Bible said they begin, instead of complaining and grumbling and murmuring, they begin to do what? Sing. Sing. They begin to sing. I wonder what song it was. Was they singing one of the songs of David? What were they singing? Were they singing a hymn of that day in the church? Maybe they were singing about the love of God, the faithfulness of God. But it was during that time when they began to sing, things began to happen. Okay, we're, we're, we're ready to close it right here. But when they begin to sing, things begin to happen. Are you hearing me? They were together. Why do you think the enemy comes against powerful worship and praise to go back before? Because on the other side of that song is somebody's freedom, amen? Somebody's blessings coming down the road. Somebody's blessings coming down the road. Look for it. Look for it. Lord, if you could, sister, could you go back there and open that door? I believe it's so close. It's coming in the door right there. Right there. Could you open the door and just prop it open a minute right there? Come on. Sal, go over there. Can you open it? It's, it's, it's so close. It's coming in the door right there. Ooh, Pastor R, man, what's going on with him? blessing of God is sitting there in your lap. Don't quit praising. Don't quit worshiping. Do it now more than ever. <laughs> because when the prison gets dark and life gets dark, you know what I'm saying. 
our natural tendency is to retract. It's to pull back. Because we forget the faithfulness and goodness of God. But God sent a word to sit right in your lap this morning to remind you. He's given you a song to sing in your night. And I'll be honest, Clayton, he don't want you to sing it. He wants your mind out here, out there, up here, there, down there, everywhere. But he has, given, he has given you a song. He has given you a song. Listen, when you were in that parking lot, tears running down your cheeks, your heart was broken. Everything just left you. You felt like your life was crushed. Listen, look how far up the mountain you've come. Because of God's faithfulness and his goodness look how far Josh wow look how far we can't see how far we've come because we're too close to it whoa look Melody look how far oh from talking in the Walmart such a hunger in your heart talking to Miss Kathy and myself oh I just I'm just so hungry for God I'm just so hungry for more of God Johnny said, I'm just so hungry for God. And through all the things that you've come through, all the things you've been through, God's been faithful to visit you in the night times of your life and given you a song to sing unlike any other song. Tiffany, I know that he's given you a song. That's what you've got to hang on to, girl. You've got to hang on to your song. Because when everything else seems to be pulled away, you've got to remember there's a faithful God who will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. Come here. Just stretch forth your hand right now toward this young lady. In a night season in her life, but I want you to ask God to remind her of his faithfulness right now. Come on, come on, come on. Cry out to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have given me a song. At the hour of midnight, they begin to sing and to praise. Something begin to shake. Something shaken. Something shaken. I said something shaken. Bars begin to fall. Fetters and chains begin to drop. I said when you praise God in your darkest hour, things will start to break free in your life. Come on, lift your praise to God right now. Come on, lift your praise to God right now. I said come on, lift your praise to God right now. Oh. The Roman guard officer thought, man, my life is going to end right here. Every prisoner escaped. Paul and Silas stayed there. He stayed Reminds us of what God does in our life. He stays. I've had a lot of people come and go in my life. And if I had a nickel for everybody that said, I'd be there to the grave with you, Pastor. Boy, I'd be a rich man. 
People come, people go. They do. We've all had that part of our lives before. But you know what? They stayed. God stays. Everybody say, God stays. Amen. Everybody else can walk out on you. I, I said everybody else can walk out on you. But God will never walk out on you. Are you hearing me, Steve? Are you hearing me, Steve? God will never walk out on you. And they stayed. And because of their staying, the officer came running in, flung himself down at their feet, and said, Sirs, what can I do to be saved? Your faithfulness will open the door to speak entry into the lives of others. People are not impressed by what you know. They're impressed on how faithful you are. You can know the Bible from cover to cover, but your faithfulness is what takes you to the next level. And they cried out, Oh, don't harm yourself. Paul and Silas said, don't worry. We're here. We're here. We're here. God's here. God's here. I want you to lift your hand to the Father and say, you're here, Lord, right now. Let's worship. Come on, right now we're closing. We're leaving. There's somebody right now in a dark time in your life right here, and I don't know who you are, but I know somebody is going through a dark season in your life right now. I want you up here right now. I want you up here right now. I'm not going to count. I'm not going to count to three. I'm not going to count. You're going through a dark season in your life. I want you up here right now. If it's a time of testing or maybe it's a struggle, maybe it's something you're struggling with, something you're dealing with, something oppressing you, something coming against you, something whatever, something something trying to bring you down, something trying to take you out, whatever it is. Listen, the only way God can help you is if you help yourself and just be obedient right now to the Holy Spirit. Pastor, I'm just going through. I'm just going through stuff. This is a dark time in my life, a dark time in my life, a dark time in my life. I don't understand it. I don't... I don't get it all, but it's a dark time in my life. Some of it I do get. Some of it I do understand. Some of it, some of it I do know, but some of it I don't know. And Lord, it's just a dark time. A dark time, a dark time, a dark time, dark time, a dark time in my life. A dark time. Listen, if you're not in a dark time, you're going to be in a dark time. Okay? We're in one of three places. We're in the storm, we've been in a storm, or we're going to go through a storm living on this planet on this broken world there's no other way but we're reminded about the faithfulness and the love of God who constantly cares for us in our night season and I'm giving you a song to sing Gerald in your night season I'm giving you a song Brian can't sing your song Trish can't sing your song I'm giving you a song come on come on come on how do you get the light turned on you plug in. You plug in. You plug in. You plug in. 
Yes, Lord, deep. Come on, deep, 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 deep. For those people said this wasn't for me. I beg your pardon. Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Come on, just worship the Lord, even if you're not at this altar right here. All over the room right now. Let's just take this moment right now. Come on, take this moment right now. Just worship God. 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 Come on, just worship God.